It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James with James Seltzer with you for the next couple hours. Elliot actually driving all the way back from a bachelor party to be yes. here today. I'd never miss the show when I came. Two and a half hours, yeah. though. Well, there's a lot to talk about. And James, let me say this. You very rarely make mistakes, but I think you made one. Oh, already? Yeah. Wow. Today is not mistake. Go Birds Radio. You're right. That's today crazy. is Go Sixers Radio. It has to be. It has to be. Look, yeah. we love talking Eagles. Obviously, call in, but like, we're talking Sixers today. Yeah, we are here to talk Eagles. If you want uh, any Eagles call, any Eagles topic you want to talk, and we will get into some Eagles stuff as well, but it seems silly to come on to WIP the day after Game 6, the day before Game yes. 7, and not talk about the Sixers as well. So we're going to start there, and again, any Eagles call you want, please, 215-592-9494. We're happy to talk Eagles, and we'll get into some more Eagles stuff. But look, I still can't believe they won that game Unbelievable. last night. Unbelievable. Uh, it just, they came out and looked horrendous to start Mm -hmm. we're texting each other we're like well this isn't great this doesn't feel awesome well as you mentioned so i'm on a a joint like bachelor bachelorette type party it's a bunch of people Mm -hmm. out there so you know shout out to the clients yeah shout out to my fiance kristen for allowing me to come back and do this show right very kind of her yeah big time queen move but so yeah so we're watching i'm watching the game with people and going into it i think coming off of game five you were obviously not feeling confident. It was right? hard to feel confident. Yeah, that was one of the fun. all-time crushing losses. Especially coming off four. I mean, you yes. got, you got bet, again, the first team in 25 years to lose yep. uh, an 18 and a 26-point lead in back-to-back games in the playoffs. It's, Unbelievable. It's hard to have faith in a team like that after that. And then for the game to start off the way it did. I mean, I think we were both on the same page where you'll know in the first few minutes if this team came to play. Yep. And it was very clear early on <laughs> that Joel, Ben, and Toby did not come to play. Yeah. I mean – I hate doing the look at, you know, try to read in their head and see if they're nervous or not. It was apparent watching them play. I thought the Sixers' three biggest players were rattled to start that game, right? Joel came out bad, uh, just bad. I mean, very rarely in this season has Joel, like, not shown up. He didn't show up last night. Still finished with 22 points, I think. But he, he did not show up last night. Ben gets the, the early. Idea, yeah, his first free throws were in the second half for Joel. Unbelievable, I mean, that, that, yeah. And I know the f- calls were bad and stuff, but Joel, when he's not getting to the line, you know he's not. And when he's not hitting his mid-range, like yep. you could just see his touch wasn't there last night. And he just looked rattled, I thought, by the moment. 
Um, ben came out, obviously gets the early foul calls, and I know we'll talk a lot about Ben today. I'm sure the, really? you think so? the people, we're going to be on the same page about Ben, I think. But, uh, look, Tyrese Maxey saved the season last night, flat out. If Tyrese Maxey doesn't play the game he did, our show today is talking about the end of the Sixers season and what a disappointment it was. Tyrese Maxey, to me last night, Showed why I think he's already the sixth or second best player. <laughs> and I know you disagree because your team yeah. Seth Curry, Seth who's also Curry. been amazing. But for Tyrese Maxey to do what he did last night, I think sometimes with young players, you can just tell early on if they have it. Like, are they ready for this moment? Tyrese Maxey was the only player on the court last night besides Seth, but like the only super important player, I guess I'll say, because Seth is a role player at the end of the day. Tyrese Maxey showed why he should be starting next year and why he – has a very high ceiling. Why he's special. Like, Joel, Ben, and Toby looked nervous at that game. When Tyrese Maxey came in, it was so refreshing to see a guard attack the basket where you didn't have to emotionally guilt him in it. It go, guilt him into doing it for multiple games. Like, he had the ball. I mean, saying he reminds me of Iverson is strong, clearly, but just the way he was fearless in attacking the basket was just so refreshing to see, and it gave him the spark they needed. If he doesn't come in and do that, again, they do not win that game. Joel, Ben, and Toby let the team down. Tyrese Maxey did not. And that's what you want out of first-round picks. That's what you want out of guys that are supposed to be special. He looked special last night. Yeah, look, and, and I think Toby, look, those were some massive free throws to hit at the end yes, of the game. Yes, absolutely. Especially after not having any free throw attempts the whole game to come in and hit those four was huge. And I thought Toby was fine. But, yeah, look, Tyrese Maxey's a rookie. He's a rookie. Didn't look like it, though. And he looked way less scared than the five-year vet max player multiple yep. all-star guy. Or let's be real. Or Joel. Like, jo like, again, Ben deserves more criticism. But if Joel is going to be a top five player, top three guy, he came up small last night. Yeah, just in, flat an out in an elimination yep. game. But, yeah, to ma the Max, it's unbelievable, honestly, for a rookie to have that kind of those, – those stones yeah. in that moment to want the ball, to want the shot, to want to get fouled, to want to go to the line. Like, yeah, I mean, you're right. Tyrese Maxey saved the season last and night. And last night, too – there's been so much debate about Ben for really years, but especially over these last few days. You know, why does Doc treat him the way he does? Is he that good? Is he not? All that stuff. We saw last night what Doc really thinks of Ben. And I know the foul trouble played a role, but the fact that in late in that game, season on the line, Tyrese Maxey was playing point guard, and Ben was essentially being treated like a role player, like a defensive specialist. He's getting subbed in and out. Yeah, subbed in and out. Yeah. All he was doing, I mean, they eventually took the ball out of his hands flat out, but... He's walking up the court and just handing it to Seth Curry and then going and standing in the dunker spot and doing nothing. Tyrese Maxey, to me, and this is an underrated thing with, with point guards, especially with Ben, I don't think we talk about enough. His skill set is just not good as a point guard. But you could see last night how much it helped to have someone at playing point guard that was confident, that was like, okay, guys, like take a deep breath. I got it. I have the ball, and I'm going to help this team. Ben just very rarely does that. And last night it was just such a stark difference where you saw – Doc said, okay, the, my, frankly, my job might be on the line. I want the ball in Tyrese Maxey's hand. I don't want it in Ben Simmons. Yeah, well, he had a, feel, a floor general feel to him. He wasn't that. Like, the thing that makes a Chris Paul so special or those type of guys is, is that they have, like, a supernatural feel of who yeah. needs the ball, who needs to be involved, who's feeling it tonight, who's not, setting people up in the right positions. And, and that's the way they look at the game of basketball. The way they play the game of basketball is, is as a, a analytical thing where they are looking at all things at all time and getting everyone involved, and, and that's the job. That's yep. the role. That is not Ben Simmons. Like, no. for all his, his good qualities that he does have, like, it is not being a floor general. It's not being a point guard. It is not 
Again, a perfect example in the, the 0 for 12 game, the loss in Atlanta, the Joel in the 0 for 12 in the second half. Like, that's a game where your point guard needs to say, all right, Joel doesn't have it tonight. I need to pick him yes. up. Toby needs to pick him up. We need to get everyone else involved in and, and pick Joel up tonight. And that's just the kind of thing that Ben doesn't have in him. Well, what's interesting about Ben is, and it's been really clear the last two games especially, is the only skill set he really has as a point guard is he does have good court vision. Yeah, like, he does. He's a good passer. He's a very good passer. There might not be many players in the league, honestly, that see the court better than Ben does. But what he can't, his deficiencies hurt them so much. It was on display last night. And then, you know, we obviously haven't been on since game five, or, or you were, but we haven't been on together. Mm-hmm. But game five, it just showed. And the free throws to me, four of 14, Yes, that is terrible, but I can't fault him as much there because I do believe he practices. I do believe he tries. It's he's mental. trying. It's he's trying his best to make throws. them. He's not making them. But I thought the two for four was so much worse. And then last night, again, two for six. Think about that. The number one overall pick, your point guard, your max level guy, the all-star player, has taken 10 total shots in the last two games that you had to win. The two biggest games of the season. Yeah, two biggest games Flat of the out. season. Yeah. Flat out. There'll be bigger ones, hopefully, and I do think they win game seven, and you know, then those games will be bigger. But the two biggest games right now, Ben has been a complete no-show. It was what all season you worried about. Has yeah, the Achilles heel that everyone said, oh, this is going to be the team's Achilles heel, Yeah, is looking like the team's Achilles heel. And, right. And look, I am less confident than you in game seven. Uh, you know, Interesting. If I... If I had to bet my house on it, I would still bet on the Sixers to win the game. But I don't feel confident about it at all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you could after what we've seen them do. Certainly the last game at home, losing by 26 at home. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could possibly look at these guys and say, all right, they're going to show up. I, I, I know they will. You know who I know is going to show up for game seven? Trey Young. That dude's going to yes. show up for yeah. game seven. We need guys to show up too or else Trey Young's going to beat us in game seven. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle Maxi, right? Like, I don't think they'll start him. That would be pretty aggressive. I mean, I guess you could start him over Cork, but that's weird with Ben on the on the floor. So yeah. who knows how they'll handle that. But <laughs> Ben, just go stand in the corner again. Right. But what you mentioned, I think, is interesting, and this is where we differ a little bit. So when they lost game five, as anybody that watched that game, and look, I grew up, the Sixers were my favorite team. Like, I, I grew up loving basketball. Allen Iris is my favorite, favorite athlete, athlete of, of all time. time. Like, yep. bar none. There's no one even comparable for, in my eyes. So, you know, I grew up loving the basketball and the Sixers and all that. And when they lost, though, I wasn't as panicky as other people. And I think my season covering the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl is why. Because when I was around that team, the Eagles, the 2017 Eagles, day to day, I remember, I think it was week seven or eight. They went to Dallas. They beat the Cowboys. They obliterated them. It was like 37 and nine yep. or whatever. Yep. In that game, I remember thinking, all right, this team's special. Like, they're not perfect. And obviously, Carson got hurt, which Nick played well. But when Carson got hurt, you were like, this is a major problem. But when you when we think macro about that team, they were like, they were special. They won an amazing Super Bowl. They dominated all year, which is true. But what you also have to remember is against Atlanta, they almost lost that game. Against Minnesota, the Vikings went right down the field, went up 7 nothing, And I remember being— and got the ball back, Patrick yes. Robinson. Yeah. I remember being at the link that day, and the feeling was, uh-oh, we're, like, in real trouble. Like, the Eagles are—like, this is—look, the Falcons, who they were who they were. They barely won the game. Didn't look impressive doing it. You fall behind to a team in Minnesota that everybody agreed— was really good. And was coming off the Minneapolis Miracle. Right. Like that, that you know, wow, the team of destiny, that whole thing they had going yep. for them too. So, but the Eagles, after that, after that like scary moment, they rolled. They smoked, smoked Minnesota. They went on. They won the Super Bowl, obviously. And Patrick Robin kind of triggered it. Who knows? Maybe Tyrese Maxey is the Patrick Robinson yeah. to this team. Ooh. But when, when, I, when I think about this Sixers team, all year 
despite their obvious flaws, I am not a Ben Simmons like defender, right? I think he's a major flaw. We'll have an offseason discussion about trading him. I think it's pretty clear what you have to do. But I've always felt this Sixers team was special. And I think last night showed that they are. Like, that was an impressive win from the fact that your main guys didn't have it, you needed it, and you found a way to win it. And as painful as that loss in Game 5 was, it was not an, elim- an elimination loss. It was just a loss. And it was a bad moment in what I think is a postseason that is going to continue. Yeah, and look, what I will say is if, if they come out tomorrow night and do win Game 7, as bad as those two collapses were, as historically bad as those collapses were, and as bad as they felt in the moment, that would be a real gut check to wins. Like that would yeah. be like that would show me something about this group of guys that they went into Atlanta, didn't have it, found a way to win that game, and then came home for game seven and won it. Like that that will give me more confidence. I'm just nervous about this game seven yeah. tomorrow night down at that at Wells Fargo Center. And I can understand it. But I think that when you look at the series, they've dominated so much of it. Last it's night true. was probably they've, the— They've given games away more than, yeah. than Atlanta. I mean, last them. night was super close, clearly. I mean, the Sixers fell behind. They come back. And, again, I can't believe they won that game. With Me the either. way Joel, Toby, and Ben played, it's, it's a miracle. So I think it shows there's a difference between beating a team in a game and knocking them out. And I don't know if the Hawks have it in them to knock the Sixers out. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on the Sixers after last night heading into Game 7? Are you confident that they'll handle business? And then moving forward, too, and we'll get more into that because, you know, look, the Nets-Bucks Game 7's tonight. Neither of those teams feels unbeatable, you know, certainly with the injuries and all that. And then, of course, the Western Conference. I think Phoenix is the best team left, personally. Yep. I know you agree. But they're still not an unbeatable team, so it is – it is a really unique year in the NBA. In our lifetime, you could argue this is the most wide open it's ever been at this moment. Like, we always know who's going to win the title. Every year, before the season starts, you know who's going to win the title usually. Like, right now at this time, you always at least have a really good idea it's going to be that team or maybe one of those two teams. Like, any of these teams left could win the title. It's and crazy. What's interesting with the Sixers is I think when the Eagles were making that run in 2017 – Obviously, we all thought they had a chance to win it, but it felt like the beginning of something. Like, had they not won it, I think that the next year you would have still been like, okay, Carson's coming back. And honestly, this is what people thought, even though they did win it. Like, Carson's coming back. They have a really good core. Like, the window is very wide open. Yep, you're absolutely right. In my opinion, this is the last run the Sixers have with this core. With Ben is the idea? Yeah, essentially Ben. Yeah, Yeah. it's basically what you mean, right? Because you're not trading Joel. I think Toby is. An you know, interesting discussion to have like about going anywhere with that contract you right. know, to get value for him. If they if they lose, it will be because of Ben. It's clear already. Like yep. they should have already lost because of Ben. Ben should have already yeah, cost they, them. Or, this or series. to flip it around, they should have won the series in five games if it weren't for Ben Simmons. Exactly. You know? So if they lose this, I think they definitely trade Ben, and that's a pretty major overhaul. I know Joel's the, yeah. the center. No, that's but, a massive no question. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. So where do you stand? Of course, if you do want to talk Eagles, if you have an Eagles question, Eagles call, we are happy to take that as well. It is go. Birds Radio just today. Go Sixers Radio. Yeah, always. I mean, look, we're still on WIP. Yeah, exactly. 215-592-9494. Let's start it out where we do every single Saturday at this time in Abington with our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. James, happy Father's Day, brother. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It is, uh, it's it's still weird to be a father, but it's awesome. Elliot, you got to get to work, my man. I know. Well, you're also <laughs> making me look bad because I did not say Happy Father's Day to James. So well, uh, well done by you. Technically not well, Father's Day. Either. I mean, that's, yeah, well, it's tomorrow. Uh, that's not out of the ordinary. Me making you look bad, that's, right? Yeah. Well, uh, non-football related. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good to talk I to you. I love man. you. Yeah. How you feeling? Hey, 
Good to talk to you, too. Uh, so, uh, go Sixers. I love it. Okay. Um, at the end, I got a bet proposal for you, ESP. Oh, I'm in. I can tell you right now I'm in, but I'm excited. <laughs> I, I think you'll like it. But okay. uh, So, yesterday, real quick, I got to clear something up. On Marks and Reese, a Tom from Abington called in, mm. and I just want to clear up that was not me because my phone lit up after it, and this dude was a benabler. Oh, which I am no. absolutely not. Oh, no. I don't think there's yeah. many of them making, out there anymore. Making the Tom from Abington name look bad. Not cool. I, swear, I just wanted I mean, to You did enough up. of that yourself with Carson over the last few years. The last <laughs> thing you can do is ride the bench. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll save that for another day, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to make a statement here, and I know it's ridiculous on the surface, but I'm going to make it anyway. If the 76ers win a chip this year, I still want Ben out of here. Wow. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this before the show, and I agree with you. Now, if they win the title, like, how we'll feel then will be different. And ben would have had to play right, better and right. all those things. Ben probably looked a lot better than he – like, well, the way he's playing now, I find it hard to believe they're going to win a title right. with the, a guy like the, that. The thing is, like, Ben has been the same player every year of his career. He's the most frustrating athlete to watch in history. In, in our lifetimes of Philadelphia, I've talked about this a lot lately because I've tried to come up with comps. I've tried to come up with, like, parallels. Mm. And there aren't any. Mm. He's right. the most unique – athlete we have had in this city because of this one freaking thing mm-hmm. that completely limits his potential and the potential is so high like we've never seen anyone like and, and the stars seem to be aligning um you know with what's going on with the other squads but yesterday you remember james i said what do you, you know i was asking joe and john like what they thought of starting maxi and subbing in simmons you know just making mm-hmm. the subs a little quicker I understand that Glenn didn't start Maxi last night, but didn't we get a little taste of that or what that would look yeah. like? Yeah, yeah. look, it's, it's kind of like uh, when we talk about the Eagles' defensive ends, right? Like, there's certain players that start, but what really matters is who's out there when it ma- like when yeah. it flat out matters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you might, Chris Long wasn't a starter, but if he was out there when the, it mattered. Yeah, it's yes. a great point. And I think you saw and, last night that even though Ben's the starter, Doc does not feel he is one of the best players on the team in crunch time. Well, he's he's having to learn that pretty quickly because he did it. He did a uh, 180 there from his uh, zooms just two weeks ago. I'd be interested. But, to, I think that there's a better chance that all year Doc knew the truth, was handling the press conferences to try to kind of stroke Ben's ego. But if you look like very quickly when they've had to take Ben out, he's done it. Like they have not lost a game yet. Well, I should take that mm. back. They have lost because of Ben. But Doc, right. I think, has been pretty quick to pull Ben in certain instances where it's been obvious he has to. Now, Ellie, I do not agree with the whole 2017 Eagles comp you put out there on Twitter. Okay. I mean, the Eagles the Eagles absolutely crushed everybody, even the good teams. But not in the playoffs. There. I mean, in, in Atlanta. No, no, no but I, I, you said in the regular season. That's when well, like, you were comping the regular. I mean, the Sixers. Yeah, they kind of struggled against the better teams. Well, I mean, who the Eagles beat that year that was super good in the regular season? They lost to the Rams. I know. Sorry, the they did beat the Rams. Schedule. Yeah. So I think my comparison more was the Eagles that, that year knew how team. to win. Yeah. Well, they knew how to win. Mm. I think the Sixers are showing during the regular season, like there were stretches where Joel was out. Obviously, Ben struggled at times. Like they found different ways to piece together to get the one seed. And I think that I- to me is the parallel. And you and everybody keeps saying, uh, you know, uh, one of the accolades you give to Ben is his facilitating and his passing. And, and you, Elliot, just made the comment that there's not many guys in the league that make a better pass than him. No. But just just look across on the other team right now. Trey Young is a way better passer oh, than, well, than Ben. But Trey Young's just a way better player. Than yeah, he's way better. Yeah. He's just way better. All around. Yeah, he's a better passer because he can create passes for himself because he gets guys open because mm-hmm. guys follow him when he drives and he can kick out and all that stuff. So my pre... um. 
playoff prediction, I was talking to Jan Janssen, and I had the Sixers losing to the Bucks in the conference finals. Mm, it's look, I mean, it's I, looking possible, I, I, yeah. I still think it's going to happen, yeah, because yeah, I even told him, I said, I, th- I expect a net or two to go down and the Bucks to win that series, and Cert- lo and behold, here we are. possible. So, all right, what's your bet, Tom? Okay, so, Elliot, uh, James knows I have a current bet with the hammer, mm-hmm. um, and that is that Carson Wentz, I believe, will be the starter of the Colts in 2022. He believes he won't. So, in that vein, I would like to lay on the line a steak dinner with you. All right. And I say, because you're such a supporter and believer in the guy, yeah. I say Jalen Hurts will not be the starting quarterback of the 2022 Birds. Mm. Okay. I will take that bet. All right. I believe in Jalen enough that the week one, 2022, I think he's the starting quarterback. Boom. James, witness? Witness. All right. Sellers keep talking. I'm going to keep listening. My man. pleasure. I like that little Justin little Tennessee. Ode to Justin from great. Tennessee there. Yeah. All right. The bet is on. I will I say it. I'm not a huge steak guy. That's but right. we'll we will go and get a good day. I'm a steak yeah. guy. You can buy me. I think it's I maybe think the most both, overrated food. You out buy there. just you both get me a steak and I feel okay. like it's a good go. one for me. Uh by the way, Tom wishing happy Father's Day remiss. I, I should have mentioned at the top of the show I meant to uh happy June thir- uh Juneteenth to everyone out yes. there. The emancipation of slaves in America obviously a really important day to remember and to teach about and becoming a federal holiday and hopefully steps towards um, more people knowing about Juneteenth and celebrating Juneteenth and all that. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Go Sixers Radio and obviously (laughs) we will take Eagles calls as well. Get in now. 215-592-9494. We will run calls when we get back. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And again, let me remind you that no one does live in-game play-by-play betting better than the Park Sportsbook app? It's our sportsbook app of choice. Golf's in full swing. Baseball's in full swing. Obviously, a lot of pro hoops action. Sign up now, and you can bet live on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer to get you in on the action. As a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to $500. $500. The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley. They have it all. Live in-game betting, parlays, props, teasers, and so much more. The live in-game betting is a wild ride. It is a blast. You can bet on individual player performances and pro hoops, hockey, baseball, things like points, rebounds, goals, and strikeouts. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. And Elliot and I have been having a blast betting these pro hoops action obviously tomorrow philadelphia a big home favorite in this one so if you like philly uh get it in now as the line just keeps going up and up and up and there are a lot of fun player props in those games as well and of course tonight game seven brooklyn milwaukee it's another fun one to bet on you can bet on all of these with the park casino sportsbook app again here's the deal new customers only sign up now you get your first bet risk-free up to 500 dollars. just download the app or go to parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. And again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's GOBIRDS Radio presented by Parks Casino Sportsbook. Go Sixers. Go Sixers Radio, Radio today. It's a nice ring to it. I like it, yeah. you know. Well, are we the new only Sixers podcast sure. out there? Sure. I think so. Yeah, I think so, I don't so know too. of any others out there. Me either. Not yeah. off the top of my head. <laughs> no, no. No, not no, you know no the rights conne- to yeah no, no rights to Sanchez to this station yeah. or anything. No. <laughs> no yeah two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four where do you stand on the Sixers heading in to Game Seven are you confident they're going to handle business and and their title chances because we talked about it last segment but like things have opened up this year there is yeah. a, a open year and as bad as they were in those two games they won in Atlanta they're a favorite at home in Game Seven and 
they could beat any team left. It's it's the Ben Simmons thing just makes it so hard to believe. I'm they so will. torn because one part of me does see the obvious flaw, which is Ben Simmons is not good enough. He's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, you know, until they're eliminated, I can't hold on. I can't get rid of the feeling I had, which is they are a special team. They've seemed special all year to me, and maybe it was because the regular season in the NBA isn't what it used to be. And I've I've always thought Ben was uh, a detriment. So this isn't me changing my opinion on Ben. Even with the Ben problem, they've always found a way to win because Joel's been that good. So I'm torn. I definitely think they win game seven. I feel pretty confident about that. But when I look ahead to the Nets or the Bucks, I can't count them out, even though logically I say, well, Ben's playing really bad. Joel seems like maybe the injury's catching up to him. You know, I think Tyrese Maxey's awesome, but is Tyrese Maxey going to— Go head to head with Kevin Durant? Yeah, that's a know. tough spot. It's but I, I can't count them out either just because I've seen them— like I've seen them all year figure out a way to win and not get eliminated. So until they do, I, I can't— Scratch the feeling that maybe they'll they'll be able to keep it going. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And of course, if you want to chime in on the Eagles, we're happy to take any Eagles calls. Let's go to Vancouver and talk to our Vancouver, buddy Tom. Hey Tom. Hello, fellas. It's actually Tom from Abington. <laughs> you snuck I've in. Reconsidered. Under, yeah. yeah, this is the new Tom from Abington. Yes. That's like the Eagles did not crush everybody in uh, twenty seventeen. They won some close games. Yes, they're a little very bit much lucky so. with. That's right. Yeah. So, the I, okay, getting back to the Sixers, uh, the two reasons they won. You guys have mentioned a couple of them, mm-hmm. which were the, the Maxi and Curry. The other one is, and by the way, with Curry, I'm wondering how much his brother might have uh, helped him in calls, giving him some advice, giving yeah, him some maybe. encouragement. I mean, he lo- he's looked there. more like his brother this series than he ever has he's before. He's been unbelievable. That's for sure. Yeah, it's been incredible. So the other thing is the defense has been really good. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, in the fourth on this last game compared to the others, they didn't totally. collapse. They were able to keep yep. them down to a uh, below 100 points. So that was awesome. So I, just that Ben comment, I just can't handle this guy. It's been so obvious to me because I've been a little more not being in Philadelphia. I've been a little bit more separated from it and been able to look at it a little bit more objectively. Mm-hmm. I also saw the Raptors uh, run that they had and how amazing Kawhi was and what a great leader he was. Yeah. I don't see that leadership from either Embiid or Simmons. I never expect to see it from Simmons. And he's been flawed from the beginning. And yeah. I just don't I just don't get that guy so sick of him, so sick of him being around. And I just would like him to please just go away. It's just, it, it ruins watching the games. And if they're going to have any chance this year, I think the doc has to be willing to bench him like he's done. Yeah. And look, I think he will be gone this off season, almost no matter what happens. So I think you're, you're probably going to get your wish. But the thing with Ben, it's interesting because he catches so much more heat than Tobias Harris does. And I think that's because deep down, all of us really think Ben has it in him to be better. Whereas Toby kind of just is who he is at this point. He's an, Probably overpaid player that gives you you know twenty points a game, but you know what it is with him. But to your point about it being frustrating with Ben, is because you look at him and you say this guy could be the no lie the best player in the league if he was able to score. Like he has the physical tools to do it. Now I don't know about if he has the personality, but yeah, it's it's incredibly frustrating. Joel also though to your point, I mean Joel did come up small last night yeah. and like. He's the best player, so he's supposed to not look, come small. Was, he was great in the first three quarters of, of Game 5, and then he was not great in the fourth quarter of Game 5 when they collapsed. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you can definitely – Embiid needs to be more consistent. And, look, I get it. I don't blame Embiid. It sucks. I mean, how, how angry do you think he is with his teammates in a game like Game 5, you know, with a guy like Ben Simmons? But, um, you know, yeah, if they're going to win the title, Embiid has to be more consistent. Yep. 
So I've got one little little Embiid uh, leadership comment to make. Then I've got a, a suggestion for James, and then I'll let you guys go. Right. Because well, I'll hold off my Eagle stuff for next week. Sure. The okay, the Ben, uh, you know, with with Embiid in terms of leadership, I don't get the same feel that I get with a, a great player like Kawhi when he's on the floor. His skills are there, and he's doing the right moves and all the rest of it. But I. I don't feel, maybe I'm wrong with this, but I don't feel the gravitas that I get with uh, the leadership of someone like uh, Kawhi Leonard. Well, I think part uh, so of it, I mean, like, Kawhi's also won a title, multiple titles, been the best player on a title team. Like, some of that comes from it, too. And and we talked about this a bit before, but it's also harder in today's NBA for a center to be your top offensive option. Like, it is, you need someone who can break people down on the outside, and, and it's harder to lead from that spot when you're not bringing the ball up, when you have the ball in your hands, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's It's just a little tougher. Yeah, that's a good point. I I think that, just real quick, too, I mean, you do see him kind of lose it every once in a while, right? Like, after a call, if he doesn't get it or something like that. So that's not super reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Okay, last thing before I go, uh, James, I have, and based on what you guys were saying earlier, I have a potential contest that you might want to run with your show during the week. And that is, yeah, yeah. So, because Ben is, uh, personally, I find him to be the most flawed star athlete I've ever seen in any sport, ever. Mm -hmm. And for his level of, the level of accolade and the level of uh, pay he's getting. So, what about having a color contest around that? Who is the most flawed star athlete, like superstar athlete, that you've ever seen in any sport? It's a fun one, Tom. So, generally, we try and, uh, and great call, we try and go with the non-sportsy type right. of side topics. It's an interesting show. question, though. It I mean, is. look, Ben's I, the answer. Ben's the answer. In terms of, like, a, a quote-unquote star, and obviously, I think a lot of people are watching this playoffs and saying, he's not a star, he's a role player. Mm-hmm. Like, But he's been a multiple-time All-Star. He's a max player, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating question. I think he's probably the most flawed, um, accomplished that I could think of, mm-hmm. for sure. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to Trey. Yo, Trey. Yo, holy crap, guys! It's been a little bit. How you been, buddy? Good to hear from you. I've been good. I just deep cleaned the apartment. You know, you know that feeling when you deep clean your place and then you sit down and you're like, ah, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a so good feeling. It's a phenomenal feeling. Really quick, I'm also a big fan of deep cleaning before I go away, so that you come, come back. back. Oh, to that's a, a good one house. too. I like that. Yes. That's so. good. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, <laughs> uh, last night, I didn't watch much of the game because every game I've watched, we lose. So, mm. like, I'm kind of in my head about it. But <laughs> I did watch. Well, thank you for taking I, one I, for I, the I, team. I couldn't stop my. I couldn't stop myself, so I watched the end of the game, and 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 and, and it's like you kind of hit the nail on the head, uh, Elliot. Uh, ben Simmons. It's almost as if Doc told them in the huddle, like, "Hey." Like, only give this guy the ball mm-hmm. if it's automatic points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 it, it's scary, dude. It's scary watching this guy. He, it, it, there's this look on it. Have you ever looked at his face? Yeah, he looks terrified. There's this look of yeah. apathy, right? I don't even think it's fear, Well, honestly. so his, he's always kind of like that, I will yeah. say. Like, he's, he will yell after dunks and stuff. But, like, he's kind of always been a little more reserved, not showing his yeah. emotion. But, look, it's kind yeah, of you're right, though, but it bit. was also, like, you know, I, I'm down to talk Ben, obviously, but Joel and Tobias also looked scared to start that game. Like they just looked as equally shook, in my opinion, as Ben did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But at the end, and you're it, right. It, ben was checked out. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, Tyrese absolutely saved us there. Um, 
real quick before I get out of here, I wanted to bring up uh, some football quick. Sure. What did you guys think of the Madden cover? I, I, it's it's kind of weird. They, they kind of rehash what they've already done with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, and I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say Derrick Henry totally got robbed. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt, that would have been a great cover too. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really think they kind of – whiffed on this one and i really think that would have been a cool cover trey great question this is elliot's wheelhouse thanks for the call call again i got a strong take on this. yeah i figured you might so for those that Uh, don't know know, i have no strong takes on this like literally could not care less but go ahead so it's tom brady and patrick mahomes on it together sure that's that's the cover. seems good all right patrick mahomes here's my advice to you like take a step back okay (laughs) you're good you're good you're definitely good you are not yet Wow. Even in the discussion of the all-time wow. greats. You won one Super Bowl. You lost another, right? Yes, offensive line didn't play well, but you lost it. To willingly put yourself on the cover with the best quarterback wow. of all time, wow. it would be like if LeBron did it in, like, year three, wow. right, to, with MJ. So, Mahomes, you're awesome, and I – dude, he's extremely talented. But when Aaron Rodgers won his first Super Bowl, you know, 10 years ago, everyone was like, well, he's one of the best ever. He's going to win multiple Super Bowls. Never won another one. To willingly go on the cover with Tom Brady, if he was the Eagles quarterback, I really wouldn't wouldn't like it. But just to me, I think it's a, an unnecessary risk. For him wow. So again, I will reiterate. Do you agree? Don't care. All right. I do. No, I don't agree. I think this is nothing. Madden cover matters. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it does. It does. I really don't. It's the curse number one. Yeah. If you're Mahomes, like that, you know, there's that you're playing with fire. <laughs> Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Monco and talk to my buddy Ron. Ron, what's up, guys? What's going on, Ron? It's good reser- to hear. It was a reserved Ron what intro. A game. I was expecting him to come in hot. Ron, what's There's, up? Uh, that's I tell you what. The first three five minutes, <laughs> I thought this thing was just over. Yeah, yep. Ron, I thought they were going to lose by thirty when they came out. Like they looked discombobulated, uninterested, and like no one had any idea what was happening. It was a wild yeah, I, start. I, you know what? I, I tell you what, Ben Simmons. It doesn't matter what happens because he he's gone. They're go, they're going to get rid of him. I think, no you're, I think you're right. There's no they... question in my mind. You know what's funny though, guys? Mm-hmm. In the in the in the in the. Uh, the series before that, okay, with who was it? Washington. Washington. Who did we play before this series? Washington. Washington. Yes. I can't hear you guys. Washington. 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 I can't hear you. I uh, look. We're having an audio. Right, we gotta let you go. well, I look forward sorry, to hearing buddy. what's yeah. funny. We'll, Set we'll, it up well. Yeah, Ron. We'll, we'll get back to you, buddy. Sorry about that. Let's go to Anthony and Ardmore. What's up, Ant? Yo, what's up, Seltzer? How you doing, pal? ESP. What's going on? What up, man? Good to talk to you. Yeah. What's up? Uh, me and my cousin call you the uh, professor. That's what we call you. <laughs> so that was funny because in middle school, because of and one basketball, my nickname was the professor. Really? So I don't know if you guys get that reference, but yeah. Nice. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Can you ball like that? Oh, I can ball like that. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, oh, yeah. back in the day, I dressed like the professor, so you know it. Uh, it it evened itself out. out. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, I want to talk a little Sixers. I want to talk a little Eagles too. Mm-hmm. Um. Last night was nerve wracking. I'm glad they pulled it off. Hmm. But coming back home, it's not even like I don't even like during the regular season. Like we, you know, we usually win at home. But like, oh yeah, we got a home game. But like, 
That well, doesn't even matter anymore. Well, what's nerve-wracking is they've lost two of three at home to the Hawks, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, right? Point. Game yeah, one right. and game yeah. five. Yeah. So, and they, you know, game one, they dominated for all but, you know, eight minutes of it. They just fell behind an insane amount. Yeah, in those game eight five, minutes. they dominated all but 14 minutes right. of it or whatever. So, yeah. you know, it's funny how everyone says last night the start was so nerve-wracking, but even if they would have jumped ahead by 20 they last night, you would have been nervous. Yeah. But I think coming back yeah. home is so huge. This Hawks team does not have playoff experience. They're walking into an environment. I just don't know if they're ready for it. So I do still think having it at home is, is huge. Yeah, and I thought, like, Ben last night, like, you know, after the national media coming at him, I thought, like, he would be like, you know what, I'm just going to go out. Me too. I don't care. Me too. And he showed up, like, like weak. Weak. a deer in headlights. Yeah, like, weak. normal weak. Ben. Yeah, honestly, I'm with you. Like, it's one of those spots where that game – Five and the free throws and all of it, like the the, the fan in the stands, mm. like a like a father trying to teach his kid how to shoot free throws, like like that was as embarrassed as I've ever been for a professional athlete watching a sporting event in my life, like just pure embarrassment mm. for Ben Simmons and the fact that he couldn't use that game and come out with fire in the next one that he came out the way he did, like you just can't believe in the guy, like it's it. Like, well, Ben came out and said it was mental. And, you know, obviously I'll take his word for that if that's what he says. But also, I just don't think he's good enough. Like, I understand the mental part of it. It's for sure, you know, there. He said it himself. But he just has never done it in five years. So expect him to do it now is just unrealistic. Yeah, he's not not a max player. No, he's not. He's a role player. And what's your your Eagles point? Um, My Eagles point is I'm going with ESP. I think – Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback of. I like it. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. One last thing. One last thing. Seltzer, finally got your email. Me and my cousin Buns are going to take you and ESP out for some seltzer juice and some professor juice anytime <laughs> you guys want on us wherever you guys want. Sounds Let me good. know. Love it, Ant. We'll talk, brother. Appreciate the call as always, my friend. Great the stuff. the idea of having. Anything to drink right now after my last bachelor party? Yes. Yeah, I would think you're is, you're on a on a slippery slope. There, yes, but that but that, that sounds like it'd be fun. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on the Sixers team heading into Game Seven? Are you confident that they're going to get it done? And then moving forward, what kind of confidence level do you have with this team? And and if you want to get an Eagles call in, and if you want to tell us your belief level in Jalen Hurts, we're always happy. That always time. a discussion. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. Let's go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Go Sixers Radio today. Go Sixers Radio. Yeah, buddy. The playoff run does feel a lot different. As, as I said before, you know, growing up, I was in, I think, eighth grade when the Sixers made their finals run. So I was like the perfect age for it. You know, like I was just super getting into sports. Like I was super fan. This does feel different. Maybe it's just because, because of my job. Maybe that's, you know, what mm-hmm. makes it feel different. But it does seem like uh, it's not the same excitement level. Do you feel that at all? Or? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, 2001 was unique, and I was a little older than you, but it was, I mean, everyone in the city was in yeah. it. I mean, the, we all remember the Sixers flags, yep. all things. We talked about on the show, on the midday show going in, where there was just like a lack of buzz around the Sixers, and I think it was, I think there are a few parts of that, but I think the Ben Simmons thing is a part of it. Like, I think that when you see this guy do the same thing in the playoffs year after year, mm-hmm. and you know you're counting on him to win a championship, it's like, why is this year going to be different? Why, when we get to the playoffs this year, is he going to all of a sudden be a different player, and it turns out that he isn't, and no. he hasn't. Yes. You know? If so. they win game seven, it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is because it felt like after game five, like the obituary was written for this. Oh, yeah. People were out. It's, it's, uh, again, I, it, I think it's the, the worst non-series losing loss ever in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, I, I can't think of it. I know 4 nothing versus the Cardinals, the Cliff Lee game is, is up there. Like, there are some, some bad ones, mm-hmm. but 
mean, that was. I mean, it was well, the whole time. The whole time I'm watching it, and even until it wasn't until Joel missed those free throws, where I was like, okay, they're going to lose. Like outside of that, even when it was crumbling, crumbling, yeah. crumbling, I'm like still so, had like, hope and belief. They're not going to lose this game, yeah. but they did. But then they won game they six. Did. So. Well, it is crazy too to think about. It. I mean, we're uh, I'm I'm 39. You know, you're only a few years younger than me. You're 33. We're 33, like similar age, and like we've seen one team go to the Eastern Conference Finals in our yeah. lifetime. Forget forget the finals. Forget winning well, a it's title. The same team. We've exactly. Yeah. We've seen one team go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like if yeah. the Sixers can win tomorrow night, it'll be the second team in our lifetime. The second Sixers team in my forty, I guess technically nineteen three, I was alive for, but obviously it was two. I don't. Remember. We're super aware of. What yeah, was happening. like so in my cognizant lifetime, it'll be the second time ever a Sixers team has gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like I mean, Game Seven is wild to think that's going to yeah. happen. Like Sunday eight o'clock, Game Seven, South Philly. It's going to be awesome. Very it's exciting. Awesome. Please win. Two of my. They'll win. They will win. Too. 94, 94. Let's go back to the phones and talk to our buddy in Southwest. What up, Ike? What up, y'all? How Hi, y'all man. doing, man? How are you? Good to hear your voice, Ike. Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning both of y'all mentioning Juneteenth. Have Juneteenth there, everybody out there. That's, that's, that's real love right there. Here's, here's my thing. You know everybody killing Ben, and I think it's definitely deserved or whatever, but you know who was worse than Ben last night? Who? The Russ. The refs were so bad. Hey, Ike, Yo. I am sorry we're, we're 51 minutes into this show. I, apo- I, I apologize for not commenting was, on that trash that was the refereeing last night. That was egregious, man. It was like, it, was the, it really felt like the fix was in last night. Which is weird because you would think they want game seven, right? Like, if you're, like, looking at it from a fixed perspective, it's like more games. Well, so. let, me ask, let me ask both you guys this. I agree uh-huh. that the calls were bad. If, if Ben Simmons doesn't get in foul trouble, do the Sixers win the game? Oh, spinning it around. Did the refs help the Sixers? Because getting Ben off the court is why they won that game. If Ben no, doesn't get the, the ref, foul no, trouble. The refs the ref didn't help us because they took three points off the board for us. Yeah. They gave him that was That was a horrendous a, call. Right. The, the they gave him B the foul when he got dunked on, but the ball had his arm around I know, around he was like yeah. strangling. And going into they, those last free throws at the end, I think the Hawks had like a 12 or 13 free throw advantage before that too. Yo, our starters didn't shoot a free throw into the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. Now I mean, part Joel, of that's on Ben though. I it mean, is, but Joel not shooting a free throw to the fourth quarter, that's like not – Possible. Agreed. It's not yes. possible. Yo, it was t- it was plays you seen. It was one play when Tobias drove to the basket. He got hit and shot the layup and missed the layup. I just thought it, they called the foul. And then they kept playing. I'm like, oh, oh, oh they didn't call yeah. the foul on that. Yeah. It's crazy. And I, and then they gave him B to Tech when the guy was pulling him out of bounds and Trey Young was pushing him. Pushing him from, from behind. behind. Yep. Yo, yeah. so and I just thought that. And then he got the other thing. A dude ran off the bench for Atlanta. Yeah, that, and he didn't right. even get a tech. No, he should have. He you're didn't right. even get a tech. No, you're right. So that's and 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 I'm gonna say this because I know everybody killed Ben, and like I said, a you lot have of this to. stuff is you legit. No, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not hearing me. I say a lot of it is legit, yep. but I will say this, and if you want to be fair with it, last night who was the most important part of the game for the Sixers. In my opinion, coming out of the third quarter when Seth caught fire, and we went on that twelve old run, fourteen mm-hmm. old run, uh, Ben had the assists on every one of Seth's threes. That's every a one good of point. them. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, when he did, he gave him the handoff screen three. Yeah, he I mean, look, those aren't the, the toughest ball. assists in the world. To be fair. Well, hold up, hold up. That, but that, that, yo, they always talk about that. They screen assist. They was talking about that all year. That's the NBA thing now. Mm-hmm. That one when he got the ball, pushed it up ahead, and Seth hit that three in uh, Bogdanovich's face. 
Then it was the one when he ran across. That was the one of the most important runs of the game. The man got to get better, and he's hurting us right now. But I just want to be fair. No, he was a part point. of that, John. So, but yo, y'all are best. my guys, man. I love this show, man. You're Always, man. Right, go best, Sixers, man. go Birds. Y'all be easy. Happy Father's Day, y'all. Happy Father's Day, James, my man. A pleasure, man. Seriously, I love it. That's the thing about Ben. Yeah, he's a great caller. One of my favorites. That's the thing about Ben. Like, the one thing I I can't completely rip him for is when he doesn't have it, which is often, he at least knows that. Like, like, a lot of stars, as much as I want Ben to be aggressive, it's almost better sometimes when he's not because he's just not good enough to be aggressive, if that makes sense. I'm kind of convoluted here. But no, I, no, no. I respect I his it. mentality not to shoot the team You're to saying, a loss. like, don't be Giannis and go over, over eight Correct. from three. And yes. I get that. I get that. Just to show that you'll, you'll do it, you yeah. can do he's, it, whatever. He is willing to take a backseat. God, he's so frustrating. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Fox Chase and talk to Jim. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Jim? What's on your mind today? So, um, first of all, I love the show. I love what Thank you guys do. But um, I want to just talk about the game yesterday uh, game yesterday, and uh, for Sunday for Game 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Perry and Maxie, um, if those guys don't do what they did yesterday, they don't win that game. Agree. Um, Maxie was – he came in when it was 20-8, to 8 and he was just – came in with big energy. Yeah. Uh, the, that rookie won at the moment. And then to start the third quarter when we were down four – uh, Seth Curry, when we went on that 14-0 run, and he got 11 of the 14 points, I feel like those were the big uh, turning points of that game mm-hmm. um, because Joe and, and and Harris wasn't really doing anything at that point. And um, for a game for tomorrow, for game seven on Sunday, uh, just what's uh, thoughts on, like, what we have to do and what do you think, uh, you know, Ben Simmons, I feel like he's he's not in the right place right now. Um curious if like he gets off to a bad start because you know he's going to start do you put maxi in right away and just go with that lineup because they were really great together you know maxi uh carry uh harris uh Feibel and yeah, Embiid at the end yeah. so jim, i'm so, just curious on your thoughts about that yeah jim great question great call we're up against a break we will answer that next jim great question coming up next we'll give you our thoughts on what the sixers need to do lineup wise and obviously mentality wise to take game seven at home against the hawks 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Go Sixers Radio. Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot. It's James. And again, let me remind you that no one does live in-game play-by-play betting better than the Park Sportsbook app. It's our sportsbook app of choice. Baseball's back. Golf's in full swing. If you sign up now, you can bet live on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer to get you in on the action. As a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to 500 Yes, $500. The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley, and they have it all. Live in-game betting, which is a wild ride. It is a blast. They do parlays, props, teasers, and so much more. You can bet on individual player performances and pro hoops, hockey, baseball, things like points, rebounds, goals, strikeouts. Elliot and I have been having a blast betting these player props in this pro hoops action. There is a lot of opportunities to make some money, some inefficiencies, get take advantage of it. And again, it's just so much fun. It makes these games, these these fun games you're going to watch anyway, have that much more juice to them. The Parksino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. Again, here's the deal for new customers only. Sign up now. You get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. And again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com 
forward slash PA and use our promo code GoBirds. Your risk-free bet, your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Go Sixers Radio today. One more hour from us, leading you up to leading off at three o'clock with Go Phillies Radio with me. Yeah. I'll be here for leading off, and then a little on deck after that, and then Phillies Giants. Gabe getting his revenge last yeah, night. Good for Gabe. I like Gabe. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to see him win. He's great. He's doing a great. I job. wish Girardi would yeah. be as great. Wish Girardi were Gabe. Who, who thought we would be saying that? Huh? Yeah, you people. Joe Gillio <laughs> certainly sure one did. of them. Yeah, sure did. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Prior to the break, caller had a really great question about uh, the keys to the game for the mm. Sixers tomorrow night. Coming up in a minute, we'll get Elliot's three keys to the Sixers winning in Game Seven. First, we've already heard him impersonated. Multiple times today, not just once, but multiple times. Let's get the real thing. Let's go to Tennessee and talk to our buddy Justin. What up, feller? What's happening, fellers? How you doing today? Man, the legend today, getting all types of I know. referencing. It's like everybody you. is. Yeah. We got fellers right and left. You do you. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna keep listening. I, Love yep. you, boys. Like all over the place. It's great. I heard the I heard Tom from Vancouver, and I was laughing. My wife looked at me like I was an idiot. Actually, it's. Uh, <laughs> Justin from Tennessee by way of Florida. We're uh, down here go. on vacation. Ooh, look at you. And uh, I, can't, I can't let a day go by without talking to my boys now. Always and, good uh, to hear. Y'all changed up the format, but, hey, I'm nothing but flexible. I can talk <laughs> to them. How you doing today, man? Enjoying vacation? How are you feeling about the game, I guess, more importantly? Uh, I, I'm doing better now that I'm talking to you. The drive down here has been very stressful. A lot of stop and go, a lot of stop and go. Yeah, that's so, the worst. Uh, uh the game, I went to sleep last night. I had to get some sleep because we got up at about 3 o'clock this morning to head mm. down here. Brutal. But uh, I heard, is it Mike from Norwood that called in and says that Ben is the Tin Man? Uh, is he? Someone definitely calls in and calls him the Tin Man, for sure. I'd imagine yeah. a few people have referenced yeah. that. <laughs> well, he calls him the Tin Man because, you know, he, he, he plays with no heart. You could probably have the entire cast of the Wizard of Oz. Mm. You know, Tobias looks like the cowardly lion at times. You oh know, boy. Oh uh, boy. Doc, he, he seems like the scarecrow <laughs> if he only had a brain at times. Mm. This is good. And, this is good you know, content right here, Justin. I like this. Joel, Joel's like Dorothy. He needs to get the odds so he can get home, and home is the title. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got and, and uh, Curry swapping out playing Toto. You know, dragging everybody along. Well done. This is an amazing comparison. Well done. I mean, it's the truth. So, one thing I want to get to. uh, Did Kawhi get along with Doc when Doc was in L.A., or is that why Doc's not in L.A.? Uh, So, I'm sure that's a part of it. If I had to – look, we don't know specifically why Doc – look, the the blown – Series I think we're seeing play, it right played now. Played a role, yeah, but I, I, think yeah. I, I think more than anything, I had, if I had to guess, I think Kawhi probably had a big role. Well, if I remember guess. too, one of the things was Doc gave Kawhi like a ton of leeway on stuff. Like I remember he, I think he flew separately within the team sometimes. So I mean, Doc's thing was supposed to be managing stars, and you've seen it a little bit with how he handles Ben. But you know why? As to why he's gone, yeah, I'm sure Kawhi had a, had a role in that. But we're seeing it firsthand. Like he's just not a great playoff coach, which is crazy because he's won a title, but mm-hmm. he's also over three Hall of Famers. Yeah, over saw some of the Worst, worst playoff collapses in NBA history. Yeah, well, the reason why I ask, I know that isn't Kawhi going to be a free agent next after this he season? Can, he can he opt can out. Opt out. Yeah. He's kicking he opt out. And that's what, you know, that's what I was kind of hoping for maybe, but if he and Doc didn't get along, you know, if by the way they could trade 
you know, being somewhere, you know. Yeah, I think Kawhi's going to stay. I think Kawhi's going to stay. I think Kawhi's going to stay. Well, here's the good news, guys. If Kawhi wants to come to Philadelphia, I'm pretty sure, and he doesn't want Doc, Doc will be gone. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) I think Doc should hope that Kawhi does like him if Kawhi wants to come here. One more thing real quick, and I'll let you guys go. Uh, Listening, I always hear Elliot talk about this gambling stuff now, and I remember way back when, when y'all first started this, when y'all were going to the actual casino, when Barchard was still around, Elliot didn't have a clue about gambling. I know. And Elliot sounds like the group now, boy. Justin, the the transformation (laughs) I have seen in him is unbelievable. He'll say things to me, and I didn't even think of him. I'm yeah. like, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's do that bet. Like, I've gotten so into it. Yeah. It just, it really is so much fun. And, you it's know, fun. obviously the whole culture around gambling and sports is changing, but I can't even imagine watch, watching sports now without thinking yeah. from those those, those type of ways. Yeah. yeah. So, James, you have created a monster. Uh, <laughs> Only the one monster could win more, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get off here and keep listening like I always do, boys. Love you, man. Appreciate Enjoy your it. vacation, Justin. I mean, last night after the game was over, the first thing I thought was, I wonder what the line is for game seven. Yeah. It's it, so telling. It looked seven and a, a lot of places at least. Yeah. Seven, seven and a half, something like that. And I'll throw one out there. Elliot knows. I've won a few days in a row. Just yes. open the parks, this casino, sportsbook app, check the player props of the Sixers game, and someone explained to me why Seth Curry keeps being in the 13, 14, 15 range. It has been easy money. It's insane. So, Go download the Barcelona Sportsbook app. Use our promo code GoBirds. Get your five hundred dollars risk free bet and bet on the Seth Curry over whatever it is, unless they finally jacked it up. But it has been low. So. I mean, I would take it almost up to nineteen. Yeah, Dude, eighteen and a half. Like a yeah. minimum twenty every game. All right, uh, back to the phones in one second. Elliot, three keys. Yeah. to the Sixers winning Game Seven. So this first one's going to sound silly because we've seen them jump out to big leads and it hasn't worked out. But I think. Tomorrow's a unique example where a big lead would just be so huge early because I don't think the Hawks are ready for the stage they're walking. Mm-hmm. You even saw it last night in game six. I mean, they got off to a hot start, but they immediately crumbled, and that was at home. I just think it's so hard to knock a team out as opposed to just beating them in one of the games. If the Sixers can come out tomorrow, get some confidence, get you know, get, get going, I think the Hawks will, will definitely crumble. I think another important part of that is that it's in Philadelphia, yep. and, and the crowd can tighten up. And, and if you can get that crowd into it early, get that crowd to be a factor, a part of it, it'll only add to the Hawks' uncomfort. Look, they've been one of the best home teams in the league. Yep. I mean, it's weird they've lost two or three to the Hawks at home, but they have been one of the best home teams in the league. Uh, the second one to me is you got to get Joel going early. They were lucky to win that game last night. Agree. With Joel coming out the way he did, it really looked like they were in a lot of trouble. So for them to get him going, I think is absolutely huge. And look, it's on Joel too. Like, they ran the plays for Joel. He missed it. But Joel... I believe he's one of the five best players in the league. But to cement your status as one of those guys, like games tomorrow is where you do it. You saw Durant do that in game five for the mm-hmm. Nets. Like tomorrow is not a game Joel can lose. And the, the cast around him is not great. It's certainly Ben, Toby, all those things that we've discussed. But we're going to be, you know, we were super hard on Carson for not, or at least I was, super hard on Carson for not winning, even though maybe his ro- roster wasn't great. Tomorrow is a game Joel Embiid, the should have been NBA MVP, the top five player in the league, needs to go out. Yeah, look, there are not many examples in playoff NBA history of the better player not winning a game like this. Right. There aren't that many. Like, generally, it's it's rudimentary, it's simple, but generally the best player wins these games. And Embiid, as great as Trae Young has been, I think Trae Young's, I I love that guy. He's going to be really good for a really long time. Joel Embiid's better right now. Joel Embiid is the best player in this game. He should win the game. I'm with you. Third one. Don't worry about Ben's feelings. Yeah. I don't want to see him playing more than he should just because you've paid him a big deal. 
this is a must-win game tomorrow. And look, we just talked about Joel. You owe it to Joel to put the best players with him. If Joel has it going, you can't worry about saying, all right, I'm going to leave Ben in even though they're hacking him, those type of things. And, you know, I guess a .3A or whatever would be put Tyrese Maxey in. Like, trust the guy. This Sixers need somebody that's, that's hot right now. He is hot. He's, he's feeling spark. confident. Yeah, they need a spark. And he's given that to them. So I don't know if I would start him. You can make the argument Ferk still makes some sense just because he's a shooter and he's a little more like Danny Green. But I want Tyrese Maxey in the game early, often. I want the ball in his hands. And I'm not worried about how that impacts Ben. It's, it's past that point. Ben had his chance. He did. And, you know, hopefully he comes out tomorrow and plays well. But if you see it, then you have to go to Maxey quickly. I uh, 100% agree with you. Nailed there it. There you go. Yeah, and that Ben point is so true. Like, this is it. It's a game seven. Win or go home. Like, And you owe it to Joel. You owe it to everyone on that team. Think and about it. Like, Joel especially, but all these guys. Like, Seth Curry's going out there and crushing it for you. Like, Tyrese Maxey's going out there as a rookie and, and mm-hmm. giving you all he's got. All these guys. Like, you owe it to them to not do something because of Ben's feelings, because of his, uh, uh, you know, whatever it's going to confidence, all right. that stuff. Like, you got to win the game. You have to coach to win the game. The other thing is the, the game tomorrow is so huge for Joel from this, this respect. When we think about the Joel and Ben journey, kind of what they've been over the last two, three years, each of the last two years, I would say they, we ended the season and said, like, they got to take a step forward. They got to, like, put the work in, do whatever, take the next step. Joel did that. Joel was, in my opinion, the MB, MVP of the NBA this season. He turned into, at times, the best player in the league, which is an amazing accomplishment. He did it through working hard. He got in great shape, all those things. And then he didn't get MVP. He didn't get first-team All-NBA. He should have been more in the Defensive Player of the Year discussion. But what kind of rationalized that is you hear, well, it's okay because he thinks he's going to win a ring. I think it's super important that Joel sees the, the fruits of his labor pay off. And if they lose Game 7 and don't advance any further than they did any of these other years, after Joel just did what he did, I think that would be extremely uh, deflating to Joel. So I, I think that... It's just a massive game in that regard of showing Joel that this work you did did really pay off. 215-592-9494. What are your keys to the Sixers winning Game 7 tomorrow night? Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Ardmore and talk to Ned. Hey, Ned. Yo, what's up, guys? My man, Ned. What's going on? Is this Ned? 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 Uh, Ned? Yeah, this is Ned. Ned. Hey! Hey, Ned. 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 Podcast listener, Ned. Ned, awesome to talk to you, man. How are you? Yeah, how are you guys? I never have Saturday off. I remember this is awesome. My last day vacation. So. It's awesome, man. We we always say we love when pod listeners call and we like genuinely do. Yes. So it's really yeah. Every awesome. time I hear one call, I'm like, well, maybe someday that's the day. Here we are. The day, Ned. We did it. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's something that Richie said earlier this week that really stuck with me is like, who is the quarterback? Yeah. You know, last night you thought a couple of times with Maxi, even Tobias a couple of times. But, like, when you come down the floor on offense, Simmons just stands there. Like, I hate to just keep dumping on him, but, you know, what is – you know, he's not bringing anything leadership to the team. And, you know, Joel is obviously the best player on the team. Yeah, look, to your point about who's the quarterback, I think it's a little hard for Joel to be the quarterback just because of the position he plays. I can't think of a perfect analogy of, like, what Joel would be on a football team, but it's just hard for the center to be a quarterback. Like, he's a phenomenal player. He's a leader, as I just said. He should have been MVP. It's just harder for him to do it. So, yeah, this team has a problem in the regards of, look, we all, all season we said guard play was an issue. Last night they won the game because not because of the guards they normally play, although Seth does play a lot, mm-hmm. but – it wasn't Toby and Ben. It was Seth and Maxie. Yep. And so last night they were the quarterbacks, but you still have to have that unsure. You know, you can't be sure of who it'll be in game seven. 
Brett, I mean, even seeing, you know, you can see that Joel's obviously worn down from the injury and carrying the whole team on his back all season. And you could even see Seth when he was shooting free throws, like coming up to him and kind of hyping him up. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you would hope to see that from Simmons at some point if he, if they're the two stars. But I guess at the end of the day, they're just not, you know, it's just, it's just not Simmons. Well, I, I so think I think it, the key I, is. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. I think the key is, like you just said, I mean, let Simmons get off in there and start obviously and if he's not doing anything offensively and I mean he's not really doing much defensively either then get someone else in there whether it's Maxi or you know someone else to get get the spark going mm-hmm. I think the thing with Joel to your point about like neither of them are the guy and I know you didn't need that as a shot as a shot at Joel but I think what we're finding is one of the potentially harsh truths about Joel as a center is if we were building a team from scratch none of us would pick a center to be our best player like, that doesn't mean Joel's not super talented. It doesn't mean he can't be the guy. But you just don't want a center as your best player because it's hard for a man that size to dominate for all four quarters. Just he's seven well, foot, and 280. Also, and mean, also you need to, to do plays for him. Like, right. You know, at the end of the ball games, like time. a Kawhi, uh, whoever, you know, these guys, LeBron, whatever it is, like they can have the ball in their hands and make plays themselves. Like, Joel needs to yep. be set up, you know, yeah, and that's the sure. problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I hope they can pull it out tonight. I'm obviously rooting for them, you know, I mean, but it's hard to kind of Please. get 100% behind uh, them right now. Ned, I'm with you. Ned, great, great call, man. Call us again when you can. It's nice to talk to you, bro. Yeah, I will when I can. Awesome, man. Yeah, I, uh, I look, I, I, that's kind of where I was at to start the show and kind of where I'm at in general is, like, if I, if again, betting my, my house on this game, I, I would pick the Sixers. They're more talented. They're at home. Like, I do... I think they will probably win, but I certainly don't feel confident about it. I don't. I wouldn't purposefully bet anything on it. You know what I mean? Like well, I would, have the choice. Unless I had yeah. to. You know, um, I'm betting on Seth Curry to score points. I know that, but I'm more confident than you are. Just, just because I just can't picture them losing this game. Like I know they've lost bad in this series, and that you know, even when they're up 20 plus, you'll you'll be feeling nervous tomorrow. I just think it's going to take more than the Hawks to end this team season. As flawed as they are, I'm not confident Ben's going to have a great game. I'm not confident Toby is. I'm confident they'll find a way to win somehow, some way. Let's go to Allentown and talk to Gus. Hey, Gus. Yeah, I got four points for you. Lay it on. All right. First of all, right Kawhi Leonard is a lot of things. As a matter of fact, he's everything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm his biggest fan, but the one he ain't, he ain't no leader. Yeah, That's I would, one yeah thing he I'm ain't. with you. That that direction was not, you know. That Ka- is absurd. Kawhi I'm, leads with his play. Well, not but he can be a general he's on not the a floor. Leader. Yeah, he's a floor leader. Explain that I think to the Clipper fans. Plus, I think it's fair to say he's a floor leader. Like, he can lead in a game and stuff, but he's not like a, a no, leader. At number leader. two, Trey Young is the best player right now uh, in this series because of Embiid's condition. Yeah, look, I wasn't uh, going to push, push, push back on James with that, but. I mean, look, if I had to pick between Joel and, I and Trey Young to have Joel. tomorrow, I would I mean, still yeah, take I mean, Joel, but I get it. Like, I don't know. Trae I think Young I take right. Embiid gets elevation one out of every two games now. Uh, the other thing, third, put this in your notebook. All right. There are no blown leads in the NBA because no lead is safe. Mm. That is literally true. It's not a figure of speech. It's literally true. There is no, there is no lead that's safe. I think, uh, well, Gus, I, just, Gus uh, I agree with you, but again, like when you hear that they're the first team in 25 years to blow an 18. It doesn't matter. It, it, no, no, but it thing. does matter in the sense that, like, yes, there are leads that get blown, but they have done it at a historic let, let me, let me Let me explain my point. I actually think that last night, the Hawks, uh, that was a bigger blown opportunity than the fifth game against the Sixers. I'll tell you why. 
The reason why the Sixers lost that fifth game is because the Atlanta Hawks shot 70% in the fourth quarter. Okay? That's mm-hmm. the reason why they lost. One of the big reasons. Well, 70%. I mean, there, were, there were a number of reasons. Gus, well, but that's sure. a big reason. All right, what's your fourth point, Gus? Well, the other, but the point is, is that the Sixers, what's the excuse for the, for the Atlanta losing to the Sixers last night? Because the Sixers sure as hell didn't shoot 70% in the fourth the, quarter. The, the, there was Hawks no reason never, for the Hawks to lose that game. Never no reason. They've never been in that spot before. John Collins stunk, Bogdanovich stunk, and then got hurt. Like, they weren't ready for the moment, Gus. Well, look, well, that, that, let's not take my, it all away from the Sixers. Tyrese Maxey came in point. there and won the game for them. You're making your point, my point. Though, the reason the Hawks lost because they didn't play well enough. The reason why the Sixers lost in the fifth game was because they didn't play well enough. So the Hawks played out of their mind in the fourth Disagree. In the fourth Strong quarter. disagree. The Sixers lost game five. Yeah, I know, way but more uh, I think I made won. a good like, point. If you just, Jim, if you listen to my point, I think I made a good point. This, this, the Atlanta played better in the fourth quarter in the fifth game than the Sixers did. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, obviously. Okay. Now, the, 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 the last point I want to make is I think what Bob Doc has to do is he has to shorten his bench Agreed. for the seventh game. I agree with you. Look, and good call, Gus. Like, that, that's what you do in the playoffs. Like, Milwaukee's playing like six guys. Yeah. Like, they, like, Forbes is playing like 11 minutes a game, and that's it. Like, they're playing seven guys, and six, really, they're playing. Like, but at a certain I, I, point, like, especially in a game seven, like, you win or lose with your guys. You know, yeah, I but, don't need to see Shake Milton. I don't need to see, like, these extra, like, bench minutes where it's, like, the start of the fir- fourth quarter, the start of the second quarter. Like, no. Like, win or lose with your guys. I agree. Dwight Howard's been really bad. Shake has been up and down, and unfortunately, he's more on the downside right now. But bad news for all of us, like, Doc isn't changing. I know. You know, he's know. going to do what he does. I think, it's... I, but I agree with Gus. Gus is right about that. That's what you do in the playoffs. You shorten your bench. And we've yep. not seen Doc do it enough. Uh, let's go to Florida and talk to Ja'Cory. Ja'Cory, how about your Clippers? Victoria's I did not see that coming, buddy. Oh, uh, Elliot and I both talked after Kawhi went down at 2-2, and we're like, well, they're they're done. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz are winning that series. Jazz Playoff P. Fraud Jazz. Yeah. How about you, Ja'Cory? Congrats, buddy. Don't, man, listen, don't count us out. Bet your money on the Clippers, I man. Love it. I love it. So Shout what? out to Paul George, Terrence, man, all them guys. Man uh, is good. Yeah, man's good. By the way, so, Ben's, I mean, he's better than Ben Simmons. <laughs> he is. I don't even think he's gotta, close. Oh, brother. You got to you gotta pump the brakes, Elliot, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to give it all to him. But, um, yeah, I, the last caller, you know, they were talking about Kawhi and Doc. Um, I don't, they, okay, they did, but as I feel like he didn't use Kawhi and, you know, Paul mm-hmm. George the right way. I think he was trying to use Paul George like us, you know, J.J. Redick or Ray Allen just having two corner threes. He's not that. Yeah. He can facilitate and score. But going back to y'all with the 76ers, man, I think y'all can pull it out. Y'all just got to come out and set the tone right right from the first quarter, you know. And B can't be sitting on a three-point line taking jump shots. Yeah. He's a big behind on the block and post up. You got to go all out. Well, to your point about setting the tone, like that's on Joel, in my opinion. You would like to see it from Ben, but Joel can do it on both sides of the court. He's the number one player on the team. It's his, you know, his team at home game seven. It is on him to come out. Yes, you hope that Ben and Toby do as well, and they should be expected to, but it is more, in my opinion, on Joel to set the tone tomorrow. Yeah. It was so good last night. I celebrated last night. I went went out with my friends from the club. Nice. And I was right there watching the game, and, and I, you, y'all was really proud of me. But man, <laughs> I think I'll, I can, I think y'all can win this game, um, because I really want to see y'all either Milwaukee or the Nets in the uh, conference finals. Then you never know; it might be us versus y'all in the uh, championship. Ooh, Jacory, that would be some epic Go yeah, Birds calls. Be great. Jacory, yeah, thanks for coming, man. Great as always. So, 
Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Jaquare, I still don't believe in the I Clippers, think the Suns are. Yeah, I was actually checking uh, to see what the odds were mm-hmm. uh, for Phoenix in four. Is yeah, which I think is aggressive. aggressive. I think aggressive, it's a little aggressive. But we'll, we'll see. 215-592-9494. Where do you see on the Sixers heading into Game 7? As uh, We have a Game 7. I know. In Philly tomorrow night. Like, it just it My only you. slight beef is 8 o'clock doesn't feel like a Game 7 start time. I think this feels more like a 5.30, 6 o'clock type of start. Am I overthinking this? I, I mean, I hate late starts, so I'm always in for an earlier yeah, start. Yeah, 8 o'clock is a Sunday late. and all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like, But I'm not surprised. 3.30. Yeah. feels like that type of game, not 8 o'clock. Yeah. But I am very excited. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully. Get, get in. 215-592-9494. Where do you say I'm the Sixers team heading into that game? And, of course, if you want to we, – we do – talk eagles from time to time yeah so any eagles questions you have yeah, we're here we're here for it so if you, if you can think of something with the eagles to talk about we're happy to yes. have to talk about it 215-592-9494 it's james and elliot we're coming right back let's go birds radio presented by parks casino and sportsbook go sixers radio today go sixers radio i love it i mean it's got look, a good ring to it we're between a game six and a game seven and, yes. and there's Literally not. The biggest thing that's happened with the Eagles was Nick Mullins like a week and a half ago. All right, like not even like that signing. Yeah, so, so we're we're good. Targets of Sixers two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to get in. Let's go back to the phones and let's talk to someone who I'm not. I'm gonna guess is not on the positive side of things. Mm. We don't talk Sixers with him, so maybe he's one of those people who just like crushes the Eagles and then comes around and gives the Sixers a lot of credit and they're great and all that. I'm gonna guess he's much more of a watch the world burn across yes. the board type of guy. Let's see. If I had to guess, does Mad Mike think the Sixers are winning game seven? What up, Mike? Um, well, they're going to lose one. Oh, Mike. Two, I'm sorry called I'm late. It. I'm on Nailed vacation. it. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm on vacation right it's all now. good, so. buddy. I can't believe you called us on vacation. That is uh, yeah, too kind we, of you. It was just down in, I'm in Owens TMD. I was doing some kayaking. You know, doing, you. An outdoorsman. Uh, so, anyway, uh, just, just so – we're aware Ben Simmons is the ultimate fraud. Mm-hmm. Like he's such a, I never want to hear the Ben enablers ever again. This guy is a complete joke. I, I hope he gets traded and this off season. We never have to see his dumb face again. Mm. Well, look, I think he will get traded this off season. You Good. Know? Cause I don't know if I agree with you. I'm not going to agree with you about his face, but I do think he uh, will get traded. And, and let me, let me say this. The, the Sixers team, this team is extremely hard to root for because all they are is, like, schoolyard bullies that, like, once you punch them in the face, they want to go cry to their mom. And, well, like, that around. was not the case last night, right? Yeah. They got punched in the face to start the game. They series, got... they've been exposed as just being front-running bullies. And you can't even deny that. Hold on. Let me take this in a different direction real quick. Is there anything you're positive about, Mike? Because the things that we, I, I mean, is there anything you're like optimistic about or whatever? I'm optimistic that I'm never gonna have to see Ben Simmons in the Sixers uniform again after this season. Was, I think, yeah, I think it was worth, a good it was worth the that. shot. It was worth yeah. the shot. But you look, yeah, you saw them take a punch last night and get back from it, right? Uh, so I don't see how you can say they can't take a punch. I mean, look, even the loss in Game Five, which was their own doing, trust me. But you know, they to rebound from that. I do think winning that game last night says a lot about uh, them. And by the way, Elliot, I. 
I was on a podcast last week, and Lex. I was and I was talking <laughs> about you on that podcast. Oh, wow. glad I could provide content for you. As you they do for actually, many. they actually said, "Do you I, do you like Elliot?" And I was like, "I liked Elliot when he was negative. Like <laughs> I liked negative Elliot. And I wish uh, bring that guy back. Look, like, when it's time to be Elliot. negative, I'll be negative. But I know no, you're talking about my positivity like, with well, that. Mike, you touch on something that's really funny because for years now, people have just crushed Elliot mm-hmm. for being negative about the Eagles because of Carson Wentz, but right. negative about Carson Wentz and the Eagles. And now, like, he's positive about the Eagles, and people crush him for being too positive. I you mean, can't like, win. You, you can't win. Yeah, no, you could win. Just be, like, be your true self. Be I am being my true That's self. what he's doing. That's the point. His true self. I would argue he's Mr. Mad Mike should consider maybe being oh, his true self. Oh, Michael. This, wow. is, yeah. this is definitely my true self. And okay. if you knew me or any of the people that knew me, they know that this is who I am when well, let's end it with this, Mike. I'll say this. If some people ask me if I like you, I like you. Yeah. So I like it's always you. good I to like talk you. to you. Yeah. I love you guys too. I just I like I definitely preferred the negative view. Like you were like I was like, yeah, I like this guy. I rock with <laughs> this negative guy. And then you were like, Oh, let me just be positive. Well, I'm, I'm just telling the guy. truth. And They're I, way better and, than people think, the Sixers. And I mean no the Eagles offense, are, yeah. No offense, James. I love you, but I feel like you're a bad influence on Elliot. I think all your positivity has rubbed off I'm and now the one ripping rough. the Eagles. What are yeah. you gonna do here? Yeah, but like you're like the nicest person and I think it's well, that is off true. in a bad way on the Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're the best, buddy. Enjoy your vacation. Oh, have a good one. Yeah. It'll be I, interesting to see what happens with the team this I year. I yeah. honestly have never been uh, accused of of my niceness rubbing off on someone as being a horrible thing. That right. is the first time that has ever happened in my General life. General positive yes. thing you want in your life yes. if you make yes. people around you I feel like nicer. it'd be a good thing. If you're, yeah. if, I hope I make people happy around me. You, you do. Know, 2155. Mike is something else, man. Yes, sir. Love him, but he is not... He's Mad Mike for it's a mad. reason. Yeah. Uh, you know, generally, sometimes you'll hear a nickname or whatever, and it doesn't jive. Mad Mike is Fits him. perfect. All right, let's go to Bucks County and talk to Dave. Hey, Dave, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? I uh, hope you don't mind talking some Eagles. Uh, that's what we Always. do, brother. That's what we do. What you got on your mind <laughs> uh, today? Yeah, I just had, I had a, a quick hypothetical for each of you. Nice. And then um, love hypotheticals. We are not Chip Kelly. I would like, yeah, both of you to uh, uh, touch on. So. Elliot, I'll start with you. Right. Uh, you'll you'll often say like, uh, well, somehow like I'm always the guy that that ends up defending Howie when uh, it seems like you agree with like a lot of his moves and mm-hmm. generally like like what direction he takes the organization in. Yeah. So uh, if you had to if you had to choose out of these two options, one, uh, fire him right now today, or Guarantee how he, the next seven years. Whoa, what a good hypothetical. David, this is an outstanding it, hypothetical. It is an amazing hypothetical. Yes. I will say the seven year thing is very long. But to your point, if I had to pick out of those two, I would extend Howie. Wow, you Because would? I wow. think there's a better chance they'll find a worse GM. Although I trust Lurie to hire a new one. So that's part of it. But if, yeah, if I had to pick out of those wow. two, I think I would, I would extend Howie. I wouldn't. Shockingly. Okay. Well, yeah, James, I, I knew that. But <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I uh, agree with you, though, Elliot. I You're going to get well. me in trouble wow, on Twitter with that one. That. But yeah, so, agree. Elliot, yeah. Elliot Shore Parks is now officially a Howie guy. There it is. You can't, you can't Lock it in. That. Dave got me. <laughs> All right, what's my hypothetical, Dave? Uh, yeah, James, so I know you and um, Elliot are not necessarily aligned on, like, the strength of the roster. So, I was curious your answer on – I don't know who like you think 
is better, like, right now this year, like Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers. But hypothetically, if the Eagles traded for, which whatever one of those guys you think is better tomorrow, like, what would be your expectations for this team All this right, year? Dave, you are officially our hypothetical great, guy. Great, great hypothetical. You're really good at these. Uh, like, yeah. these are outstanding hypotheticals. Um, It's an outstanding question. It is, because I do like Jalen Hurts, but, I mean, Let's say you bring Aaron Rodgers in right now. I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson right now today. Yes. Obviously, if we're not talking about the future, we're talking about right. how good would they be right now. I think they're probably a 9 or 10 win team with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, get out of here. If they got Aaron Rodgers, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> like, no doubt about it. The Packers aren't that good outside of Aaron Rodgers. They have some talented wins. players, but I don't think the Eagles roster is that what much What would worse. you say, Dave? I'm guessing you agree with him on how so I'm guessing you think they'd be a much, much better team if they brought Aaron Rodgers in. Yeah, I, I, if we did, if we brought in Aaron Rodgers, that did not win a playoff game. Like it would be an absolute failure. Like that yeah. would be minimum expectations for me. Okay. At least one playoff win. All right, Dave. What's uh, your last least. one for us? Yeah, last one. So the last great thing, call, like this Dave. year, call us more often. This is great. Uh, yeah, like uh, this year, it's, it's you know it's going to be fun comparing uh, Wentz and Hurts this year. I was curious from both of your guys' perspective. Uh, both for this year and moving forward, the entire offensive roster for both the Colts and the Eagles, mm-hmm. which one would you rather have this year and then which one uh, moving forward? Are you including I, the quarterback too? Or is no, it just around? No, like, so take the quarterback out of offensive, that? Yeah, would you trade every Eagles offensive player on the roster for every Colts offensive Dave, player I, on the I, roster you this year? and then another start, Dave. A great call. We will answer this question. Call again, man. You are, these are right, great. Later. These are great stuff. I might man. write an article about I that. I love these. These um, are awesome. I think I would take the Eagles. I think I would probably take the Colts. Well, let's look at it. All right, so the Colts receivers. You have T.Y. Hilton. So it seems I, like he I was like, talking about future as I well. I like Devontae Smith more than any Colts receiver. Yeah. I mean, but, Zach Ertz is still on the roster, so the tight ends are good. Yeah, but sure. He's still on the roster. Yeah, I mean, come on, though. But, but I look, I think the, the Colts have the actual best offensive line. Like, their, their offensive line is better than the Eagles' offensive line, and it is way younger than the Eagles' offensive line. So, interesting point. You know the ESPN expected win rate stat that they do, and they say how often does an offensive line allow pressure in less than 2.5 seconds? The Colts and Eagles were tied last year. Were they really? Yeah. So I'm not so – look, I think the Colts sometimes because of – of course, his name's escaping me right Chris now. Chris Ballard. No, 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 the offensive lineman, the guard. Oh, Quentin Nelson. Because of Quentin Nelson, how good he is, I think sometimes their line gets, gets overrated that's a little. Interesting. But the Eagles have more talent on their offensive line. Now they're injury prone, which is obviously concerning. But if, if you said to me, like, take the quarterback out of it, I'll take the Eagles offensive line, the duo they have at tight end. I think the Eagles arguably have better running backs, right? Miles Sanders. Uh, we both like Kenneth Gainwell, yeah, right? Sure. And then the receivers, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. showed stuff last year, sure. which is and T. Y. Hilton's probably the best, but I think Devontae Smith has the highest ceiling. But uh, yeah, I and think I'm I would not a take huge Eagles. T. Y. Hilton fan. I, look, it's close. I don't think it's a definitive for me. Like I'm no. not sure about it. If I really sit down and look at him, I think it's close. Well, I think we know which one Carson would pick. Well, well I think we know which quarterback we would pick. So sorry, yes. Carson. I yeah. feel I feel pretty good with nice the quarterback yeah. we got. You know what I mean? Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to Pottstown and talk to Matt. Yo, Matt. Hey, guys, um, I want to get to my switch's point, but I don't want to get too tied up in it. But mark it down, June 19th, 239. I agree 100% with, with Elliot about oh, if Aaron Rodgers was here, we're a Super Bowl team without Wow, play. absolutely. There's no question mark about it. it. Look, yeah, he was the MVP I mean, of the league last year. Uh, it's a no-brainer. No yeah, brainer. absolutely. Um, Packers roster is not was, that good outside of Aaron Rodgers. Better than the Eagles roster. Yeah. Kind of. He, he, liter- he, he literally is. carries. They, they complain that he's a whiner, but he literally carries them. But like yeah. I said. 
I, I want to talk fixtures, and I, I want to get into my, my points for tomorrow, which is going to roll into my overall problem or thing with the NBA. Okay. So first and, first and foremost, I mean, no excuses. I mean, but Ben, honestly, for me, he's like third or fourth on the back burner in, in, in terms of tomorrow. They talked already about shortening up the bench. It's, it's more than that. You need to put three guys in glass case, only breaking case of emergency, and that's Howard, Hill, and where Mike Scott has been. Yeah. Those three guys should not even sit in the front row of the team. They should be in the back with the water and the towel guy. Well, that's I agree with you. I, I agree with you. What's yeah. frustrating about that is George Hill was literally acquired he, for these yeah. moments. Yeah. I mean, this is why yeah. you brought and him in, a veteran horrible. Yeah. He was better yep. he, last and, night than he's been in any other game, and he was still horrible. He's a shell of what he is. I don't know if he's hurt or whatever, but he, he's, he's ineffective. Well, he was hurt he, for a while. Let's remember that. Like, he, he was hurt, came yeah. back late. You know, we were all like, but, when is he even going to play? And so maybe it is a link. Well, it was thing. a hand injury. Keep, yeah, keep, him, keep him out of the way. The, whatnot, the other no? part is this. I mean, I, I've never been a fan of it, and it's, it's burned me for the last few games. We cannot start Corkmont. It throws everything out of sync. He shouldn't be a starter to begin with, but you cannot start Corkmont. I think Maxie has proven himself yesterday. Oh, sorry, where you've got to give. You've got to give him a start, start him tomorrow. Off ball, or I would rather, point. ultimately, I would rather they start Cybul and attack it defensively and go with that route and bring Corkmont in like you normally do. Let him be a spark off the bench. Let him be a fire. Uh, look, I, I generally let, agree with the thought process, but but I mean, in reality, what you'd really like to see yeah. him do is start Maxi and Cybul and and have Simmons and on the bench because yeah, like well, they're not I mean I know they're not, but yeah. I'm saying starting Simmons and Cybul is a detriment offensively. Like I understand why yeah. they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, here's, the la- here's the last part of it, and this will bleed into the other part so I can close it out. So from a rotation standpoint, they got to stop with this wholesale change and leaving Tova, Tobias out there with the four dregs. It's, it's, it's just not effective. Agreed. We're losing points. And, and the last part is that when they, got, when they do that, if you've got to take JoJo off the floor when he does, put Ben down below. He can defend Capella, and if need be, if we get in that situation, situation we should be putting hands on Capella because he's as bad at the line as Ben. Yeah. But Hacker Ben should be Capella. playing down in the post. It hides him a little bit. And beyond that, the officials, we talked about it. They were egregious. It's not even a questionable call, like, you know, maybe if or that. Those calls are so bad like that last night. Here's my X-factor fear. JoJo's going to get ejected because he mm-hmm. was get, he's not the guy that you just manhandle around like that. You saw it yesterday. He is about one push or swing from being put out. And if that happens, it's a wrap. So these, uh, I mean, it was egregious to the point where the, the league needs to address it. I'm not talking about well, a whiny Sixer fan because we won. No, no. That, and you, look, you look at Harden, NBA across the board, defense is, is, is getting Matt, penalized Matt, Matt, and whopping is getting rewarded. Matt, I'm with it's you. Terrible. Matt, great call. We're up against it. Great call. And look, Joel came out and spoke out against the officiate after the game in strong words. Like he and, and look, I know players will complain here and there. Like that was pointed. That was Joel saying, like, you guys were horrible tonight. Like, that can't so, happen in Game 7, and it can't happen in Game 7. I don't disagree with you, but bottom line is it shouldn't come down to the officials. I if agree. the Sixers lose, I the agree. officials will be very down, far down the list. But he did make a good point. Like, Joel has flirted with really getting in totally. trouble. And totally. tomorrow he has got to walk the line of being emotionally there, getting him going. But he's got to, you know, control. He needs to well. control his emotions. Yeah. There's no question. Two one five. He's too important because any player who he's getting into it with, even if they get tossed out, it's Not a loss for the Sixers. Two one five, five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Go Birds Radio. We got one more segment to go, and let me remind you one more time that no one does live in game play by play betting better 
than the Park Sportsbook app. It's our sportsbook app of choice. Baseball's back. Golf's in full swing. You can sign up now and bet live on baseball, golf, pro hoops, hockey, and so much more. They have an incredible offer to get you in on the action. As a new customer, you can make your first bet risk-free up to $500. $500. The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app based right here in the Delaware Valley. They have it all. Live in-game betting, which is a wild ride. Parlays, props, teasers, and so much more. You can bet on individual player performances in pro hoops, hockey, and baseball. Things like points, rebounds, goals, and strikeouts. We have had a blast doing this during the, the pro hoops action that's been going on, of course, tomorrow night. In Philadelphia, Game 7, you can get some action on it, player props, all of it. The app is fun, it's easy to use, it's intuitive. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app gives you the home field advantage. Again, here's the deal. New customers only. Sign up now and get your reverse bet risk-free up to $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, and again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com forward slash P-A, and use our promo code GOBIRDS. Your risk-free bet is refunded in the site credit. See the website for terms and conditions. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Last segment for Go Sixers Radio today. Coming up next, leading off, Phillies Giants. After that, we'll get you set. I will still be here. An equally big game. Yeah, Sure. Totally. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, 215-592-9494. Let's get as many calls in as we can before we get out of here. Let's talk to Dave on the cell. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, happy Father's Day, James. Thanks, man. You too, man. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I think my comment is just basically like um, the text message thing I had last night because my friend was going all crazy for Maxi. Maxi, he played fine. He had a kind of a normal pedestrian set of minutes for a legitimate point guard and we're just like celebrating as if it were fourth of july well, well it saved the season somebody... yeah he really came through in a big spot and he's a rookie he was the 21st pick in the draft for him to have that kind of you know ability to in that moment with his team season on the line like take the reins i don't know i think that's something that's pretty special personally don't get me wrong. I love Maxi. I mean, I've watched every single minute that he's played. I do love him. I think the point is a legitimate point guard who's just playing however he's playing looks like a huge breath of fresh yes. air. Ah, You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Well the, said. The, I got you, Dave. It's the rebound girl. It's the backup quarterback. <laughs> Everybody loves the backup quarterback because he's just doing normal things at any point guard. I mean, Lou Williams could have been out there. 30 other players in the NBA you know, could have done anything that Maxi did last night. It wasn't, you know, that amazing. I think because he's a rookie, he looks that but it's because he's a rookie, and in that yeah, moment, I, 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 I do think from that perspective. But I do think there is part of what you're saying is right. In that, look, the Tyrese Maxi still just step in and play well and mm-hmm. and come through. But the idea of of going from Ben to someone who did that, even if it's not this amazing job, it, it does probably look. Well, and I, I think part of it, you're right. Like statistically, it wasn't like he dropped forty points. 16, but, yeah. but 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 the thing about the start of the game last night was everyone looked so shook. Right, Joel looked shook. Uh, Tobias looked shook. Ben certainly looked shook. So I think um, what made Maxi's performance like bigger than the stat sheet is he came in and looked so confident and so prepared that that's what really stood out, as opposed to your right. I mean, he, again, didn't drop 40 points. He had a good stat line, yeah, but it was more how he kind of controlled everything and saved the season. Lack of turnovers out. stands out, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always plays happy-go-lucky. Remember, what did he have, like a 39-point game yeah. when like, everyone was out? He, he always looks happy-go-lucky. I love that about him. Um, last question for you guys. What do you think, because I got to, just in case, 
we lose tomorrow, which will be horrible. Mm-hmm. But like I go into a deep depression after that. Um, what what is Thibel's ceiling? It's a good question, Dave. Great call. Call us more. I, look, I, I think Thibel actually has a pretty high ceiling yeah. in terms of if he can develop a look Dybul's never going to be breaking people down off the dribble and stuff mm-hmm. like that but if he can just get to like I think a, a, a slightly better Danny Green like that type of ceiling like he it's could a be, good one he could I think be, he's a winning player he could be a starter on a championship team is the yes. point like if he can get the, the three-point percentage up close to 40 at 40 whatever he could be a really really valuable player for teams like three and D like he's that he yeah. could be that if he can knock down the shot I don't think he'll ever break down guys off the dribble like you said but I think he could be a little more two than just threes he's a very good cutter yeah. he can finish You're around right. the rim no, it's very athletic and then I also think I mean defensively look Danny Green was a great defensive player uh, Covington was the name that popped into my head first I think he can be better than Covington yeah his defensive ceiling's really high like, I mean he could be he could be the best defensive player in the league next season I mean look he was a second team all defense this year with like 20 minutes a, a guy off the bench I mean that's yeah. pretty wild 215-592-9494 let's go to New Mexico and talk to our buddy David hello sir gentlemen how's it going what's going on man good to hear from you all right on man but happy Father's Day and Juneteenth everybody yes and uh, it's awesome uh, first of all, Dallas sucks. There it Dallas is. And, sucks. Uh, well said, man. Well said. Yeah, it, and 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 I can't believe that Mike actually believes half the stuff that comes out of his face. The man, the I man know. is a. I know. It's, he's a hater. A he's a hater. Yeah, at a certain point, it, it's it, like, are you really this angry? Like, it, uh, how do you survive the world this upset? I, I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. But then again, you know, it is what it is. Hey, look. I love the Sixers. I've always loved the Sixers. They've always been my squad. But I'm telling you, the one thing I hate about basketball, I don't like a weak big man. Don't like a scared big man. Mm-hmm. Simmons has got to play with a heck of a lot more confidence. We've been waiting for this to happen for the last five years. Yeah. The biggest thing for tomorrow, Joel Embiid has got to be the rock. He's got to be the rock. He's got to control his emotions. He's got to be productive. He's got to be smart. He has to be what everybody expects him to be as a big man in the center. There's not many centers in the game nowadays that can take over or at least are, that are looked to as leaders the way they are now. Well, let me think about this so direct comparison, right? Uh, Jokic, game seven for the Nuggets. He got thrown out, right? Yep. His team is out because of that. Joel has yes. a chance was a horrible call, by the way. Throwing him out for that was ridiculous. Was, agree or disagree? Yeah, he let his emotions get the better of him and right, put himself right, in that situation. Right. So to, to Dave's point, though, or David's point, like, Joel, has, he wanted to be the MVP over Jokic. He deserved it. Well, here's a very clear-cut case where you can go and show why you deserved it over yeah, and over. Sure. That's exactly right. And he needs to do that because if he doesn't, if he doesn't, that's just going to be a clip for everybody else. The Hawks are a team that love to shoot the three. You have to be physical with those guys. you got to slow them down, and you can't let them get off to a fast start. They've mm-hmm. got all kinds of confidence now. They've already beaten Sixers in Philly. So it's not like they can't go in there and do that again. And they've got confidence to do that. They need to take that away from them and show them that, look, home court is exactly where it's supposed to be. As far as the Eagles go, I think the first three games, four games of this season, is going to tell a lot because, A, the league doesn't know what Sirianni is going to do. Yep, you got the benefit of the doubt the first time. And you got the benefit of the doubt because you're playing with house money. I will be in Dallas for that Monday night game. Oh, yes. my birthday Let us know. I'll be there as well. Yes, I will will be there from the – with with my Eagle gear from the tops of my caps to the shoelaces. Love it. And we will go in there and we will rip Dallas a new one. Dallas sucks. That defense is still horrible. Dallas sucks. That defense is still horrible. You guys be safe. Be safe and God bless. Pleasure. We'll talk to you soon, David. Let's let's try and squeeze as many in as we can here. Let's go to Gary in Center City. Yo, Gary. James, man. What's up, man? I know you have a show, man. Thanks, man. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Listen, 
don't know what that dude was talking about. Maxie, he 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 saved yeah. the game for us. He was man. not giving him enough credit, especially a, a what kid. What was that guy talking spot. about, man? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, you kidding me? I'm yeah. with you, Gary. I'm with you. James, how do we start a petition to, to everybody to sign for them to get rid of him? I, I, I'll tell you, it's excruciating to watch his face, that stupid beard on his face. We got to get him the hell out of here. Yeah, Gary. I'm look. I think that. The, up until this series, you would have a, a, a large portion, a sizable portion of Sixers fandom defend him, fight people about it. It was a thing. We have gotten to this point. This series alone has pretty much gotten everyone on the same page. And like, what's interesting is it's go. not reactionary. How, how ben do, has been this player. Him, James, if we play him, we can't trade him. How do we – How do we? who's going to take him? That's what I want to know. Yeah, Gary, great call. I Look, I don't know. I don't know, right? Like, I think he's still got value. I think we we go a little far with it in this moment. Like, who's ever going to want him? Like, someone will want him. We just might not get back what we thought we could I, get back for him. I think it's reached a point with Ben where when the whole Carson Wentz trade thing was going on and it was, are they going to get a first? Will they get a second? Blah, blah, blah. And me and you were both of the mindset of, look, just trade him for whatever you can get. You have got to move on from Carson. He didn't want to be here. He was not, in my opinion, a, a good enough quarterback to stay here. I think that it's the same thing with Ben. You might not get Lillard back from him for him. You but probably definitely go. won't. But I think it's addition by subtraction. I, you have to I trade Ben for whatever you can so get. So with you. Let's squeeze one more call in. My buddy Sean in Wilmington. Hey, Sean. Hey, how you doing, brother? Good, man. I'm good, trying good to get this out as quick as I can. Lay for some us. reason, every time I call, you guys didn't do it. They keep hanging up on me. I guess I, I got to say something. If you hear me out, you'll you'll understand. I When they traded for George Hill, I said that's that was – Oh, well, we needed a guard. We didn't need a center. Da, 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 da. And I said, we gave, we should have never gave up Tony Bradley. He was young. He was giving us quality minutes. He was giving us better minutes than Howard. That's he would have gave, he would have gave Embiid a lot more rest. Look, Sean, right and, now, and, right and now the, it's hard to argue against 11 that. 11 points a game. Sean, right and, now, it's hard to argue against that. George Hill has been bad. And, and Tony Bradley, if nothing else, like he was very good when he was mm-hmm. here. And, and Yeah, and, and he was scoring 11 points. Well, and especially when he, when he played. The, and that, we lost by three and three. What the heck? We'd have been winning this series. We'd have won it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's the difference maker. No, but, your but point still, is it's fair. a good point. It's a good point, Sean. I don't think a lot of people talked about it in that moment. But yes, that is that is a really fair point. Right I now. mean, George Hill has given us nothing. Yeah, he's been bad, Sean. A pleasure, my friend. Yeah, George Hill has definitely been a, a disappointment. Uh, yeah, this was fun, buddy. I know. Go Sixers. Well, hopefully, radio. it's fun tomorrow night. Do we give our final predictions here? Final predictions. I think the Sixers win, and I think the game goes. They go up big early. I think the Hawks make a bit of a run, and then I think the Sixers tomorrow extend the lead this time, and I think they end up winning by eight plus. I think the Sixers win by one point mm. on a missed Bogdanovich shot at he the end of the game. He might not play, but Vince right, Carter two point oh. So, so Trey Trey goes to the rack, doesn't take it. Joel gets in his way, dishes out. John Collins on the outside okay. shot, clang. Sixers winning. Vince Carter, Vince, Vince Carter, Carter 2.0. Exactly. Thank there you. it is. There we go. All so. right. I love it. All right. Thank you to everyone called. Listen, uh, we literally could not do the show without you. Thank you to Dan Wilson crushing it behind the glass. Uh, check out our pods all week. We'll be there. And, of course, next week, 1 to 3 on WIP. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.